as a consultant, as a freelance trainer, you need to sell. We all need to sell to keep the lights on, to keep the money coming in, because we need a consistent stream of qualified leads. Leads are the lifeblood of your business as a trainer, as a consultant, as a coach. And I like to think of a sales process as the recipe for success, because without sales, you have no business. And without no business or without a business, you've got no money. Some people think of sales like a system, and I agree. And that's exactly what we're going to cover today in this week's episode, where in January 2023, it's time to think about not just uh, to whom we sell, but how we sell as independent business owners. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. My name is Mark, and this is the weekly show for self-employed consultants, for trainers, coaches, people like you and me. And the focus of this episode, in fact, every episode of the show, is the business of you making money from your programs, your workshops, your courses, uh, your keynotes, if you deliver those, books, if you've written any or intend to write any. Uh, Maybe you currently have your own expert business. Maybe you have programs. Maybe you're leaving a job or thinking of leaving a job to start your own job as a consultant, your own business as a consultant. If that is the case, this is the show for you. My name is Mark. As I said, I'm a self-employed trainer. I'm a coach, a published author. I've been employed, self-employed, and half-jokingly, I say unemployed. It's true. And I know right now many people are struggling because of the current economic climate. At the time of recording this in January 23, many people are facing a bleak uh, 23, a year ahead. However, this is a great time to take some stock of how we sell, how we get ourselves out there, how we generate leads, how we attract into our sales funnel the kinds of people who are right for us and our programs. Every Thursday, there is an episode of this show. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. You now know what this is about. And if you're not a first-time listener, welcome back. You know by now that every single week, there is, on a Thursday, an episode of the show on your podcast platform of choice. Often, in fact, most of the time, I have guests on the show, many great trainers. You'll hear them uh, in the archives. We've been recording this show since about August 18, so nearly five years. Um, But occasionally I have an episode like this one where it's just solo, you and I, and I'm talking to you on a topic that I think will help your business. And everyone who's contacted me has said to me, yeah, you know, I like the interviews. Could we now and again do something more about, you know, marketing your business or how do you generate your best clients? How do you attract high paying clients? Where do you find them? And this is, I think, this is why a sales process is so important. So I've made some notes and I'm going to use those as the basis to talk through a few things today. Um, I, I think your sales process, if you've one written down, and I think you ought to, is a systemized, formal, 
flow. It's a step-by-step definition of how you sell. And you can think of it like breadcrumbs. Imagine that you have an ideal group of people out there and they may not know that you exist. They may not know that you have a great series of uh, workshops on sales or management training or leadership training or resilience training or mindfulness or IT or languages, whatever that is that you sell. And until you're clear on how to reach them and the series of steps through which to go with them, you could be wasting time because sometimes you might find yourself doing too much marketing and not enough selling or a lot of selling but not enough serving. So your process is how you sell. It's how you explain what you do from a business perspective. I'm revisiting my sales process right now. Why? Because it needs to reflect how my business needs have changed in the last uh, I would say 12 months, definitely since COVID, I'm, I've been doing less keynotes or public speaking, and I've had to rely more about on online stuff. And maybe that's true for you. What I'm about to do is, in conjunction with a colleague, invest in email marketing. Now, I've done a tiny bit of this before, but I've never outsourced this to an agency. So it's a huge leap of faith for me. It's costing me money and also costing me a bit of stress because I'm concerned about how it's going to work. So uh, a colleague of mine has uh, a lot of experience in this area, and it's something that um, I'm looking to him for advice and almost reassurance in a way. But um, there are people who would say, this thing is old-fashioned or that thing's old-fashioned. It's hard to say, really. Your sales process is your recipe for success. It's how you sell to the people that you want to bring into your training programs. And it's really up to you to decide whether it's email marketing or marketing on LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or TikTok. I'm often surprised how and where people generate leads from. Arguably, the number one place is LinkedIn. But the way we approach that could be different. It could be different for you, different for me. So I'll give you three tips today, okay? Three tips. The first thing is to have a sales process. I'll talk through that with you. The second thing is to get some help designing your sales process. And three is to keep your sales process simple. Okay, we'll go through those three for the rest of this week's episode. Number one is to have a sales process. Why? It's too important to leave it to chance. It's too important to wait for the phone to ring or someone to email you. You've got to have some idea where to start and where to end up. It does not mean that your sales process is in concrete. You can change it, but it's important to have one. For example, you can explain to someone um, or train someone like a VA to follow your process if you're busy, let's say, running a sales program or running a, a leadership program or running a marketing program or onboarding or coaching people, that's the stuff that makes you money. So occasionally you may want to bring in someone like a VA uh, or outsource your selling function, selling your programs, workshops, offsites, boot camps, etc., and you want someone else to run that part of the business for you. Unless you have a process, they won't know what to follow. Okay, so if you decide to bring in a VPA or a VA, I should say, um, you'll need to give something to them which they can follow. This is where we create content. This is what we ask people to do. This is what they get next. 
and then this is the kind of uh, person to chase up when and if this thing happens. And that's like a sales process in a very simple way. If you sell your business, that's a more advanced thing. But at some point, if you decide to sell your business to a third party, you will want something systemized. We call these SOPs, Standard Operating Procedure. So your sales process is really something that you're selling to a buyer at some point. Now, if you're working for yourself and you only intend to work for yourself, well, then you don't need to think about this. But sometimes people sell their training company. You know, I'm thinking of Mike Winnett recently who sold his uh, Learning Heroes company for $8 million, And he had to define for a buyer exactly how they ran the business, to whom they marketed their business, how they generated leads through that business. And that's really what you're selling. Um, so if you're selling or thinking of generating or creating a brand around your expertise, creating frameworks and programs and products and workshops, etc., if you're selling that at some point, people want to see not just uh, the accounts, they want to see the system that they're buying. Just like McDonald's, if you buy a McDonald's franchise, how do you actually run that business? And, and developing a sales process is something that's necessary to sell something on as a business. The third reason I think why it's important to have a sales process is that um, you can measure it. If you know that this part is not working, you can make amendments or tweaks, and then you can try something else. So you might find that Twitter is not working, so therefore get rid of step two. And um, running a webinar once a month is working, that becomes step two instead. And then you do some kind of follow-up uh, through HubSpot, that's step three, and so on and so on. So that process, um, that's really key. That's the first thing today, have a sales process. Number two is to get some help designing your sales process. Why? Well, because sometimes you're not the right person for it. I'm not, um, I wouldn't say that I would have the most confidence sometimes in my own sales process, ironically, even though I help other people in sales, that's what I do. I think processes can be very technical these days because of the social media platforms and uh, integration of tools like Infusionsoft or ConvertKit or LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and you've got things like APIs, etc. And I've seen diagrams, um, particularly for things like Facebook advertising integrated with your website and your pixel and all of that stuff. I find uh, complex and it gets quite complex. So what I've done recently is enlisted a friend, a colleague, who's also a trainer to help me come to my own senses as to what the sales process should be. Uh, the thing is, sometimes people are reluctant as trainers or coaches to share their sales process with their peers because they might be afraid that someone else will take their ideas, etc. You would find that the sales process of your competition might be similar, but not identical. So let's say one of your associates or colleagues is um, a presentation skills coach and you are a marketing trainer uh, or something else, you might find that two or more parts of your sales process are distinct. So you don't need to worry about people copying it. I often think that we as trainers as, as experts, need outside help. So you might find that people asking you questions 
about your process helps you to think through, do I need to do this? Do I need to do this? Um, you might not need to cold call people in stage one. You might need to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to identify names of learning and development buyers. And step two then might be to share a lead magnet. Sometimes we overcomplicate our sales process, or you might use Twitter to get people to watch one of your webinars. So there's no need to, you know, do everything on your own, whether it's paid help, you bring in a consultant, or you're part of a mastermind, or you simply ask someone to look at your sales process. And in, in my case, recently, it's just a series of, of post-it notes, yellow post-it notes on a big A, something, A1 sheet. And I can see the steps that I go through. And when you put those things down, you might go, oh my goodness, that's a bit complex, or that step two is unnecessary. But having someone else to ask you questions, coach you, even help you to speak out loud about your process might actually help you to reflect on it in more detail. So that's my second piece of advice. Get some help in designing your sales process, whether it's a friend, uh, a peer, a colleague, an associate, or even a consultant. The third thing today then is to keep your sales process simple. This is so obvious, but it's amazing how over time I have let myself be uh, distracted by technology and I convince myself I need this and I need that and I've got to have something on this platform and have videos going there and and then I'll have a form here and before you know it, it becomes this Frankenstein. I think a sales process as a consultant or trainer can be, let's say, five, six, seven steps maximum, maybe three or five steps to start with. Um, you can do one of three things in time. You can lengthen your process you can add a sixth step, for example, a questionnaire to qualify out people who aren't right for your leadership training or IT training. Uh, you can expand your sales process, which means you can have a, a sales process for different services you offer. For example, your management training is one sales process, but your boot camp for coaches between July and August, uh, the one you're running in Croatia, uh, that has another process. So you can have different processes for different program services and so on. Some people do. They have very complex processes because they've all kinds of trainings and programs running workshops in different countries, and it's often different for different cultures in different countries. And the third thing you can do if you keep your sales process simple is you can automate it. And I think this is a lifesaver because you can use software to make things like webinar registration or lead magnet distribution automatic. You can run things which are evergreen, which means they run while you're asleep. Now, this is advanced even for me. This can cost money. It can also cost you some worry, and it takes time to get right. So this is why I think you've got to start off simple. If you're listening to this going, what the hell is a sales process? As I said today at the beginning of the program, it's literally a sequence of steps. It's a series of items, a flow, a formal step-by-step -step process that defines where you get business from, how you qualify that business, and you close that business. And that means converting it to a paid customer. And then, of course, following up. Some people would say that a sales process never really truly ends because you're all the time following up and closing some people out. They're just not right for you. Or you re-engage customers the next year and so on. 
Now, luckily, I've got some clever people advising me and guiding me. So this is the key thing. You have to be open to learning. If you don't adapt, you don't survive. I want to do a lot more keynotes in 2023 and 2024. So my sales process will need to reflect that new source of leads. And then I've got to figure out how to, in 2023, convert those leads into some kind of prospects, and then into paying customers. Not everyone will convert, but hopefully, ideally, many will convert as long as they're right for my brand. Now, if you're thinking as we wrap up today, um, what has all this sales process stuff got to do with me? Well, here's the, the good news and the bad news. If you're running your own business or thinking of starting one, having a sales process is going to be extremely important. And revisiting my sales process just last week in January 2023, at the time of recording, has actually reminded me just how important it is to have a process because this will be the key to win or to winning more training contracts, training business this year in 2023. That's it for this week. I'd like to think that this has given you some pause for thought. Don't panic. If you haven't got a sales process, again, it's simply your recipe to bring people from suspects or disinterested parties into interested people, into paying customers. Without this, you can't really sell and without being able to sell what you do to the right people systematically, consistently, um, uh, I would say professionally, then you really can't hope to keep the doors open. So give that some thought this week. That's my challenge to you. Take a piece of paper, get some post-it notes, pop your process down, maybe uh, test this by explaining it to someone, get some feedback, or use something like uh, Mural or Miro or something online and share it with other people and just get some feedback from them as to what they think of your sales process. You might be surprised, as I have been, how someone's viewpoint actually influences your thinking and might actually save you some time, effort, and money. Speaking of money, there is, of course, a fresh episode of the podcast next week. This show is all about the business of training. So I'd love you to come back. Um, if you've got a question or a suggestion, you can email me, mark at trainingbusiness.com. My thanks, of course, to my team, Sam, Joe, James, Turul. Uh, and I, of course, we all appreciate your loyalty and your time today. Please click on the follow button or the subscribe button to be notified of great episodes because clicking on follow or subscribe costs absolutely nothing, takes only a couple of seconds. There is, of course, a fresh episode next Thursday morning. Until then, keep, keep, keep coaching, keep selling, keep training and look after yourself. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.